0: Hello, you're listening to the first ever episode of Property Uncovered with Yopa. If you've ever called a place home, this series is literally made for you. From securing your forever home to finding out what estate agents actually do in their spare time, discovering what gazumping means and getting the latest property market updates, we have you covered. We'll be diving deep into all of this and far more over the series. I'm your host, Charlotte Salter, and the place I call home is a basement flat in London. It's small, but it's perfectly formed, and I love it. In this episode we're going to be talking about what's actually happening in the property market and what do we actually mean by the January buyer rush. Is now a good time to sell your home or a bad one? Let's find out. Obviously, I can't talk about property by myself, and that's where our special guest comes in. So joining us today is Mike Scott, who is Yopa's Chief Analyst. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Hi, Charlotte. Thank you for having me on.
0: Could you tell us a bit about yourself and
1: and what you do? I I got into the property market working in internet startups back around about the year 2000. I first of all worked at a company called E-Loan that doesn't exist anymore, and then I was one of Rightmove's first employees. I worked at Rightmove for about 10 years. And since then, I've been doing some work with other property companies, including Yoput. So
0: you've been in the property industry for for quite a long time. Obviously, Right Move is a really, really big company right now. And I personally, I go straight to Right Move.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's grown quite a lot since I started there. When there was one office in Leighton Buzzard, that had about fifteen people working in it. And that was all Right Move was back in uh, back in the early two thousand and one.
0: And that's why we're, we're very lucky to have you here, because obviously you've been involved in the property industry for, for quite a while and you understand how it works. So if I can, I'm going to open with a really big question. At the time of recording, we're a couple of months from Christmas. We're on our third Prime Minister of the year. The cost of living is all over the headlines. It's pretty confusing. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners find it confusing too. So where are we with the property market right now?
1: Well, as you say, it's kind of confusing at present. The word unprecedented is overused, but nevertheless, we're in an unprecedented kind of situation at present. We've not had this kind of economic condition in the property market ever, really. We know that
0: house prices are still rising. Am I right?
1: The Most recent reports do show house prices are still rising, yes. It does tend to take time for to market confidence and market sentiment to work their way through to prices, but we're not yet seeing any sign of that happening. Do you think
0: the property market is still a fairly safe, medium, long-term investment? What do experts think is going to happen?
1: Okay, to put a bit of context on this, when the housing market was able to reopen in May 2020, after the first and tightest lockdown ended, at that point, the market just went nuts. There was masses of activity, lots of people trying to buy houses and only so many houses for sale. And that's why we've seen soaring prices over the past uh, two and a half years now. A couple of factors were driving that. One was just that the pandemic changed people's housing needs or just made them reassess their lives and their lifestyles. And so a lot of people wanted a different house, whether it's got more space at home or they want more countryside. A lot of people made changes of that kind or wanted to make changes of that kind.
0: I, for example, have family who wanted to move to Exeter. And that's where we really, really saw the super, super high demand for new houses. And I know many people trying to move around that time were having a lot of trouble because there were just so many interested buyers.
1: Another factor was that a lot of people during the lockdowns that went on for two years in some form or other. They couldn't spend money like they had been used to. They couldn't spend money on holidays. They couldn't spend money on going out in the evening. And a lot of people who kept their incomes but reduced their expenditure saved money because had nothing else to do with it. The Bank of England estimated that people saved over 200 billion pounds in that way. And to put that into context, that's about half of all the money that's spent on houses in a year. It's a lot of money. And some of that money has been finding its way into the housing market over the past couple of years and probably still is. People haven't spent all of those savings yet.
0: For a lot of us, we might feel that COVID is over and we're going back to our our normal lives. But that's still a lot of money that could potentially go into the property industry.
1: Where we are now, obviously, is that confidence is reducing Prices have already risen a lot, and there's only so far they can go before people literally can't afford houses at all. Mortgage interest rates are rising and may rise further, may not. That's hard to predict. And so we certainly expect house price growth is going to slow down next year. How much it slows down is very hard to predict. The housing market is notorious for defying people's predictions. My best guess at present is that prices are going to slow down to more or less standstill by the end of next year, but not fall significantly there's a few reasons for that one is that supply is still pretty tight and there's still quite a lot of demand even despite the rising cost of living and the rising mortgage rates and that's going to keep prices up and another is that we don't expect to see any large-scale repossessions of houses putting more stock on the market Because the mortgage lending criteria were tightened up quite a lot after the credit crunch in 2008. And so um, the banks haven't been allowed to lend money to people that they couldn't afford to repay if mortgage rates went up. So the fact mortgage rates are now going up, it may dent people's finances, but it shouldn't make them physically unable to pay the mortgage. As long as we don't get those mass repossessions, that's not going to give a sudden rush of supply onto the market. Then on the demand side, interest rates are higher, but as long as the mortgage lenders keep on lending... And there's also cash buyers, of course. So, as long as the lenders keep lending and people don't get repossessed, we expect that supply and demand is going to stay more or less in balance, probably a better balance than it has been over the past two years. And so that's going to keep prices up or at least stop them from falling much.
0: And something I wanted to ask as well is, what do you think about the fact that people are always going to need to move? I mean, if you want to, for example, downsize or upsize, or you need to move to be closer to relatives, or because you want your kids to be in a certain school district, are these always going to be driving factors for people?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. People are always going to need housing, certainly. People have quite pressing reasons for wanting to buy or wanting to move house, and those are always going to be around. After the credit crunch, when we saw a Collapse in housing market activity. It went down to about 800,000 houses a year sold in the UK, and that's about two thirds of the normal number. So that gives some kind of indication of what the kind of baseline activity is.
0: It feels a bit too early to be talking about Christmas, but as we know in the property market, things come around really quickly. So I wanted to ask you about this phenomenon that people in the industry call the January buyer rush. So Rightmove have said that for the past few years on Boxing Day, you get a really big leap in the number of visitors to the website. The biggest leap, in fact, that they see all year and January and February normally see at least one or two of the busiest days of traffic. So that's the number of people looking for properties on the website, and that's what we call the January buy rush. Why do you think this happens?
1: Um, yeah, there's several reasons. The first is that you don't really want to be buying or selling a house over the Christmas period because things slow down for several weeks. Your your mortgage lenders aren't necessarily in the office. Your solicitors aren't necessarily in the office, and it just makes life more difficult. And that means that you really don't want to be making an offer on a house after about August or September, if you're going to get that transaction completed before Christmas. And so we have this lull in the autumn when people are kind of reluctant to start their transactions. And as soon as Christmas is out of the way, they can jump into the market. The other factor, of course, is that after you've had a week or two stuck at home with your family, a lot of people are thinking about hmm, perhaps it's time for a new house, perhaps it's time for a new job, perhaps it's time for a new spouse. The new job and the new spouse will often require a new house as well. So Christmas itself can cause people to think about house moving.
0: That's really interesting. I definitely get that out of of new year, new me. I know it's impossible to say for sure, but do you think this January will be any different thanks to the economy?
1: I think this January is going to be very interesting the uh, the January and February figures usually set the tone for the year as a whole, and so we're all quite eagerly waiting to see what the figures look like. As I say, my best guess at present is that January and February are going to be a more normal kind of figures, not the insane figures that we saw in January two thousand and twenty-one and two thousand and twenty-two, but something a bit more normal. We've had about one and a half million houses sold a year in two thousand and twenty-one. And that's likely to fall back closer to the average of 1.2 million, perhaps a bit lower, perhaps something like 1 or 1.1 million. I think it's more likely we're going to see a slowdown in activity in the number of homes bought and sold than is that we're going to see any falls in actual prices. Because normally you get a slowdown activity first and it takes a prolonged period of low activity for people to be prepared to lower their prices.
0: Interesting. So it is a bit of a case of wait and see what happens, really.
1: It is, yes. I know that's not much help to somebody who's trying to make moving plans (laughs) now, but that's another part of the reason why people often wait until January to start making their moving plans.
0: So if somebody's thinking that they're probably going to want to move in the new year, they're going to start looking for their dream home after Christmas, when would be a good time to go on the market in order to make sure that they can get that to happen?
1: Well, as you said, Rightmove does get this sudden surge in traffic as soon as Christmas is out of the way. And if you want to be the best place to take advantage of that, it's really a good idea to be already on the market by Christmas while it can be inconvenient to have viewers around in the run-up to Christmas, you still might think about it now, start interviewing estate agents, start to tidy the house up and get ready to have photographs taken. And if you can, then being on the market by kind of mid to late December, will see you best placed to take advantage of the rush of buyers who will come in, in in the new year.
0: What would you say the pros and cons are of putting your home on the market now in order to be ready for January?
1: One factor that affects anybody coming to market any time over the late autumn, winter or early spring is that the photographs of the garden aren't going to look as good as they might if the leaves aren't on the trees and the flowers aren't flowering. So you just need to be aware that your garden may not show it best advantage. In particular, you should try and avoid having photographs taken if there's snow on the ground because that tends to date the photographs quite a lot. If you see a house listing in May that has snow on the ground in the photos, you know it's been on the market for quite a while.
0: Do you think there's a case as well then for having updated photos if for some reason your house is selling a little slower? If you took your photos in December, would it be wise to update those?
1: Certainly, if your house has been on the market for a while and the photos of the garden don't reflect the current season, it might be worth at that point asking the agent to retake them
0: Really good point. And actually, I think it is important to emphasize, if in doubt, ask your agent. Your agent is the one who's always going to be there to answer your questions. Your house is really unique. They're the ones who understand what's going to make it sell and how to make it look more attractive to buyers. Mike, for those listeners who want to be ready to sell the home in January, as well as listing it, is there anything else they could do now to make sure they're ready to act when they want to find their dream home in the new year?
1: Yeah, well, as well as an estate agent, you're probably going to need a mortgage lender and you're probably going to need a solicitor. And it's a good idea to get both of those lined up before you come to market and before you start looking for somewhere to buy so that you know, for example, how much you can afford on the house you plan to move to. You might also think about What is the best way to get your house looking at its best for the photographs and the viewings? Do you need to put some stuff into storage? Do you need to get a bit of redecoration done even just to cover up a few cracks? A few hundred pounds spent now on things like storage and decoration could get you a few thousand pounds more on the price that you achieve.
0: Interesting. Kind of like a a spring clean but at the wrong time of year, as it were.
1: Yes, absolutely. An, An autumn clean. And of course, you also get your house to be its best for your own Christmas, which is an added advantage.
0: tell us if the following statements are fact or fiction and why? Number one, winter is a bad time to list your home.
1: That's a yes and no. As I mentioned earlier, it can be a problem with photos taken of the garden with no flowers and bare branches on the trees and so on. But on the other hand, the late winter and early spring are the peak season for people to buy houses. And so if you are on the market in winter, you're most likely to find a buyer who's keen to to move over the summer.
0: If you sell in January, you'll take a hit on the price. Fact or fiction?
1: I think that one is fiction. January is quite a good time to sell with lots of buyers around. It's other times of the year when the prices are more likely to be less robust. I would say avoid selling during the summer holidays.
0: Fact or fiction? It's impossible to list before January as estate agents are all on holiday or too busy.
1: As I'm sure you'll confirm, Charlotte, your uh, agents don't go on holiday for the whole month of December. And it's certainly possible to, to list with your in December if that is what you want to do.
0: Absolutely. Because our agents don't work in high street offices, they don't tend to have closing hours. So most of our agents are in action all the way up until Christmas and very shortly thereafter as well. Last one. House prices are going to fall in the new year. Fact or fiction?
1: Well, there are many people predicting that, but I myself think they probably aren't. Um, certainly early in the year, you're still going to be seeing year-on-year rises in house prices just because prices were rising quite strongly in, in 2022, even in the second half of 2022. I think prices are going to be roughly flat in 2023, going neither up nor down very much, and I would be surprised to see any large falls.
0: Okay, thanks. So that brings us to the end of Fact or Fiction. I would like to ask you a question, which is a question we've asked 900 of our customers in a survey we recently released. And it would be really interesting to hear your answer as well. If I were to give you £50,000 in cash right now, what would you do with it? Would you spend it? Would you invest it? Would you spend it on home improvements?
1: I think with 50000 I would put a few thousand of it into some home improvements. I did move house myself at the beginning of this year. Another a few things need doing.
0: And a lot of estate agents will recommend, you know, if your house is looking particularly run down in some areas, just a sort of coat of neutral paint and a, a bit of a tidy up, you know, new taps where taps are dripping and so on, can actually persuade buyers to spend a little bit more on your home.
1: If you've been in the house for longer, then you may already have done all the work that you think needs doing. And obviously the value of your house is irrelevant to you if you're not planning to sell it in the near future. So it's not necessarily an incentive to do the work now.
0: It's always going to be a toss-up between what improvements you make now so you can sell it for exactly what it's worth and what do you not bother doing because, in fact, it's not going to be your home anymore. And the buyers are probably going to want to change things anyway. That's a really good time to actually speak to your agent because they'll be able to tell you what's worth doing and and what isn't worth doing.
1: The bulk of it, I would invest probably in ISAs This is actually not a bad time to be investing because stock markets are quite depressed at the moment and that's a good time to invest. You want to invest when prices are low, not when prices are high.
0: I'm going to ask you to play a really quick round of Would You Rather Property Edition. Would you rather live in a haunted castle or a lighthouse that's only accessible by boat?
1: I think I would go for the haunted castle. It's so hard to get Amazon deliveries by boat.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. I think I would actually go for that as well. Would you rather have only furniture that's made of glass or only furniture that's made of wicker?
1: I think I'll go for the wicker. At least if it breaks, it's not going to stab you.
0: (laughs) I again would probably go for the wicker just because I really hate polishing um, and I can only imagine how smeary the glass would get. Last one. Would you rather have to move home every three years for the rest of your life or never be able to move home again?
1: I think I'll go for never moving home again. I've moved house enough times that I don't really want to do it every three years for the rest of my life. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us, Mike. It's been really, really interesting.
1: Well, thank you for having me on again, Charlotte. It's, It's been a pleasure.
0: You've been listening to Property Uncovered with Yopa. I'm your host, Charlotte Salter, and our guest today was Mike Scott. If you're thinking of selling your home, head to yopa.co.uk forward slash valuation to book a free, face to face, no obligation valuation with your local Yopa agent. See you next time.